Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Netjabar. This is going to be episode 30 of The Informed Catholic, episode 30. And today we're going to do the readings for the conversion of St. Paul. Now, if you like what I do and you think I'm doing a good job, please subscribe and share. So let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kiri elision, Kiri elision, Kiri elision, Christe elision, Christe elision, Christe elision, Kiri elision, Kiri elision, Kiri elision. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to people of goodwill on earth. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ. With the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father, amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Okay, so um, today is the conversion of St. Paul. All right. The conversion of St. Paul, persecutor of the church, was of pivotal importance for the worldwide development of Christianity. Paul was a tireless missionary and author of important letters contained in the New Testament. His conversion is so significant that it recounts recounted three times in the Acts of the Apostles. Entrance Antiphon I know the one in whom I have believed, and I am sure that he, the, the just judge, the mighty, will keep safe what is my due until, the, until that day. O God, who taught the whole world through the preaching of the blessed Apostle Paul, draw us, we pray, near, nearer to you through the example of him whose conversion we celebrate today. And so make us witnesses to your truth in the world through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. First reading, Acts of the Apostles by St. Luke, chapter 22 verse 3 to 16. Get up and have yourself baptized and your sins washed away, calling upon the name of Jesus. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Paul addressed the people in these words. I am a Jew born in Tarsus in Cecilia, but brought up in this city at the feet of Gemimil, I was educated strictly in our ancestral law and was zealous for God, 
just as all of you are today. I persecuted this way to death, uh, binding both men and women and delivering them to prison. Even the high priest and the whole council of elders can testify on my behalf. For from them, I was, I even received letters to the brothers and let and set out for Damascus to bring back to Jerusalem in chains for punishment. Those there as well. On that journey, as I drew nearer to Damascus, about noon, a great light from the sky suddenly shone around me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? I replied, Who are you, sir? And he said to me, I am Jesus, the Nazarene, whom you are persecuting. My companions saw the light, but did not hear the voice of the one who spoke to me. I asked, What shall I do, sir? The Lord answered me, Get up and go into Damascus, and there you will be told about everything appointed for you to do. Since I could see nothing because of the brightness of that light, I was led by hand by my companions and entered Damascus. A certain Ananias, a devout observer of the law and highly spoken of by all the Jews who lived there, came to me and stood there and said, Saul, my brother, regain your sight. And at that very moment, I regained my sight and I saw him. Then he said, The God of our ancestors designated you to know his will, to see the righteous one and to hear the sound of his voice, for you will be his witness before all to what you have seen and heard. Now, why delay? Get up and have yourself baptized and your sins washed away, calling upon his name. Okay. So, uh, there's also an optional one here. (laughs) So why not we read it, right? Since it's obvious, I think it's worth it. Let's read the optional one. It's Acts chapter 9, verse 1 to 22. You'll be told what you must do. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Saul, still breathing murderous threats against disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogue in Damascus, that if he should find any men or women who belonged to the way, he might bring them back to Jerusalem in chains. On his journey as he was nearing Damascus, a light from the sky suddenly flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He said, Who are you, sir? Then the reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, for they heard the voice, but could see no one. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus. For three days he was unable to see, and he neither ate nor drank. For there, for there was a disciple in, uh, in Damascus named Ananias. And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, he answered, here, uh, here I am, Lord. 
The Lord said to him, Get up, go to the street called Straight, and ask for the house of Judas, for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is there praying, and in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him, that he may regain his sight. But Ananias replied, Lord, I have heard from from many sources about this man, what evil things he has done to your holy ones in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to imprison all who call upon your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for this man is chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before, before the Gentile kings and children of Israel, and I will show him what he will have to suffer for my, for my name. So Ananias went and entered the house, laying his hands on him. He said, Saul, my brother, the Lord has sent me, Jesus, who appeared to you on the way by which you came, that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately things like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. He got up and was baptized, and when he had eaten, he recovered his strength. He stayed some days with the disciples in Damascus, and he began at once to proclaim Jesus in the synagogues, that he is the Son of God. All who heard him were astounded and said, Is not this the man who in Jerusalem ravaged those who call upon his name, and came here expressly to take them back in chains to the chief priest? But Saul grew all the stronger and, conf and confident the Jews who lived in uh, and, and, con and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus, proving that this is the Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay. Oh uh, wow. Uh, okay, let's check out page six forty-two for Psalm. Uh, one hundred. Let's go to six, Psalm one hundred seventeen. Okay. All right. So I kind of read it a little backwards. I'll read the Psalm one hundred seventeen. Psalm one hundred seventeen is very short, so we'll get to it. The conversion of Saint Paul is very, very important. Obviously, I mean, think about it. This is a guy who was an enemy of the Christian community. Around that time, it was called the Way, uh, probably in reference to uh, Christ, obviously, our Lord referring to himself, I am the Way, the Truth, and the Life. And Jesus is the Way to the Father. Now, St. Paul was a Pharisee, part of that early Jewish uh, um, sect around that first century, that was very, very uh, dominant in interpretation of the law, um, making sure that the people uh, did not break any laws that uh, that they believe uh, endangered their relationship with God, uh, making sure that people, uh, you know, kept to the covenant as much as possible. And uh, St. Paul belonged to that community. He was a student of a very famous rabbi called Gamaliel. 
Gamaliel was a very um, very popular. He he was we know he he was real. He was historical um, because we found his name in other Jewish records, and Saint Paul was his student. Gamaliel was a, a very important person. He actually makes an appearance in the Book of Acts, dealing um, interceding on the part on the part of the apostles, telling. Uh, the sect, the the temple, not not to uh, be too harsh. That, that if these people are lying, then God will prove them liars and they will disappear. But if God is on their side, then then He's saying you're putting yourself against God. And they took they took His advice. Um, Paul was his student, and Paul was a fantastic. Uh, student of the law and he was also an enemy he was responsible at least he was there during the uh execution of saint stephen the murder of saint stephen the first martyr of the christian community he was of the hellenistic community the greek jewish community and he was a a convert to the christian faith paul stood there as they stoned him to death uh, observing, I guess, t- uh, I guess, condoling, uh, witnessing the execution of what they believe was a heretic, a danger to the temple. And so um, that that we know for a fact, and he keeps and he reminds it. He reminds everyone that he always reminds people that he was a persecutor. That's one of the things we know that Paul was sincere. He was true. He was true, and he took part. And you know, he you know that that he that his conversion was very significantly important. It was important to the Christian community. He was a the man was a terror. He was kind of like a an ISIS or a, a Wahhabi kind of always going around. He broke into 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 Jewish Christian homes. He arrested. He admits it. He arrested men and women and brought them back in chains. Now, obviously, he's told the story so many times. There's always going to be a slight difference in interpretation of the way he tells the account. But when he says in one part that they saw the light, but they didn't hear the voice. Well, it may be that some have heard the voice, but and they saw the light and some didn't hear the voice. Just like in Fatima. The two young women, the two uh, cousins, heard the, the heard the Virgin Mary, but uh, the 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 uh, the only male child of the Fatima, he saw her, but he couldn't hear her. And in the beginning, he couldn't even see her, so he had to pray the Rosary. So it's a possibility. It's always a possibility that not everybody was was able to see or hear. You know, they could, they, they wondered where the light came from. Some may have heard the voice and some may not have heard the voice and saw the light and knew something strange was happening. So it's not, I, I don't find it a contradiction. I think that it's, it, it's proof of his conversion. It's proof that he had a supernatural encounter with the Lord Jesus. Now, you know, is it still possible that someone can convert that there can be uh, a St. Paul conversion today. I believe it is. I believe it's most definitely uh, 
a possibility. I think any conversion is a possibility. Even the most perverse of people. I mean, we've had a doctor, a Jewish doctor, who was a uh, an abortionist, and he converted. Anybody can convert. Anybody can turn, make a 360-degree turn. And no one is beyond grace. Even the worst monster and the worst pervert can convert. And God can, you know, can step in. And that's the thing. It wasn't on the words of, of Peter. It wasn't on the words of John or, or, or Andrew or Bartholomew or even an encounter with our Blessed Lady. Paul was heading towards Damascus to bring back Christians and to, uh, from Damascus with an approved letter from the temple, from the high priest. And then on that road, Jesus, he met Jesus. He encountered the Christ. It's called the Christophany, you know, in, in the East, a very powerful, significant moment where Jesus decided to step in and um, and do something about this, do something about about this this uh, this persecutor. Christ himself stepped in and took part. it's It's a fantastic. You know, a fantastic thing. I, I, um, you know, in many cases, I mean, maybe we all do to some extent. I mean, Paul literally, literally met the resurrected Christ, met the resurrected Christ. The Lord Jesus decided to come down and deal with him himself. And, you know, we, we, all, we all would love that. We all would love that if, if the Lord would come down today and there would be a conversion, a major conversion. Oh, if you would rip the heavens and come down and touch the earth. There's a psalm that says that. I think we're somewhere in one of the prophets. I wish I could remember the passage. It's an unbelievable event. A Christophany is <clears throat> just like they say a, a, a theophany where God reveals himself as Christ, the person of Jesus himself. And Paul's, Paul, um, sorry, Paul himself is, it's just an amazing thing when you think about it. You know, having that encounter. And they say that for three days, he was infused with the knowledge of the Christian faith. He had the knowledge of the faith, but he didn't have the experience of Christ, like knowing Jesus, like the other apostles. And that's that's an, uh, an unbelievable experience when you think about it. I mean, you wonder, he was probably in great pain. He was probably in great uh, stress that he fact that he actually met the living Christ in the show AD, which was the 
Bible continues the series. They did actually the 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 Acts of the Apostles was far unbelievably better. Jesus appeared to him, and Paul was just horrified, shocked that he would actually be real. That he would actually that Jesus is real. And he was overwhelmed. He kept on screaming, no, you wonder. I mean, the account written, we know is true. But to actually be there and witness it was probably a shock, a horrific shock. He appeared to Paul. No one else saw him, but they saw the light. There was a flash of light. There was a... Um, maybe who knows, maybe the, you know, the air, the, the sky changed, the clouds and, you know, the men around were confused. Some heard a voice, some saw that they saw the light. Maybe there was a wind, something in the air, like an electricity, who knows? And they were confused and frightened. What's wrong with him? We know what happened. Where did, did you hear something? And I, you know, I heard a voice. I saw a light. Did you see the light? I saw the light, but something, something happened. So there was some, something in the air. And then he's blind. And then he, he was probably like a madman. And they took him back. And then suddenly this Ananias appears you know, was told to go talk to him. And Ananias was horrified. You know, this man has been persecuting your people. And Jesus said, why do you keep persecuting me? He didn't say, why do you keep persecuting my followers? He didn't say, why do you persecute the church? Why do you keep persecuting me? He associated us with himself his mystical body. And that was always been part of Paul's theology from the very beginning. And that was, that was the event. And think about it. When we all come to a conversion, what exactly happens to us? Paul was blinded. He was blinded to, to who, what God is. He was blinded to the word of God. He was blind. You know, he was always blind. He was, you know, he could see in the beginning, but he didn't see. So the Lord took his sight and there was, there was an interpretation to it. You are blind. You are blind to what, what the word of God says. And you are blind to what the word of God means. You are blind to God. You're blind to what God, who God is. And the Lord took his sight temporarily that he may see again, that he may, that he may gain faith in his blind, in, in actual blindness, in the dark. And he could think about it. He probably, it felt like years, three days, like three days in the tomb. And three years of Jesus' ministry. 
But throughout that whole time, they say he gained the knowledge, the knowledge of who Jesus is. Because notice he started preaching right away. Preaching, but he had the knowledge, but not the experience. The others, Peter, all the apostles, they knew who Jesus, who Jesus is. But why? Why Christ and not the apostles? Why didn't why why is that? It probably, in most cases, I think maybe Jesus wanted to show. Even without the church inter- intervening, he himself will intervene. Because remember, all authority of heaven and earth had been handed over to him. So he was in control. Even when the church didn't look like it was in control, he was in control. All right, let's go to Psalm 117. All right, Psalm 117. Go out to all the world and tell the good news. Go out to all the world and tell the good news. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Glorify him, all you people. Go out to all the world and tell the good news. For steadfast is his kindness toward us. For steadfast is his kindness toward us, and the fe- and the fidelity of the Lord endures forever. Go out to all the world and tell the good news. All right, okay. So it's very short. Obviously, it's about preaching the gospel, which is really what we, what we understand. All right, Saint Mark's Gospel. Go out to all the world and tell the good news. <laughs> all right. Mark, it's uh, St. Mark chapter 16, verse 15, 18. This is the end of the of St. Mark's gospel, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Jesus appeared to the eleven and said to them, Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak new languages. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. One more time. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Jesus appeared to the eleven and said to them, Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak new languages. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. One more time. Jesus appeared to the eleven and said to them, Go into the whole world and proclaim the good, the, the gospel to every creature. Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes is baptized and will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak new languages. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. 
the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, so what does it mean? I mean, seriously, we're not going to go out and become like these um, charismatic uh, Southern preachers who <laughs> are uh, holding up uh, serpents in their hands and dancing. It's uh, very occult-like, but they um, there are some people who actually took it to a, a different level. It um, it seems almost like voodoo, really, but they're dancing and they're playing with the serpents. They're playing with them. And it has a very occult-like, I have to say, creepy, satanic um, um, element to it. But that's that's not what Jesus meant. And, and we know this for a fact because we never, there's no images in the ancient world, at least as far as I know, um, from the time of the, uh, of the early Christians of snake handlers. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, there's none of that stuff, but, um, this here is with a commission. Um, obviously, um, Mark, Matthew and Luke, um, they appear to be different, but they're not. Um, it obviously, Jesus said a lot of things. As we know, John in his gospel says he said a lot of things. And not everything is recorded because the Holy Spirit chose not to record everything. And, and the Holy Spirit is in charge. Go out into the whole world. Proclaim the gospel to every creature. This, we know he said this in St. Matthew's gospel and in Luke's gospel. Whoever believes is baptized and will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. All right. That's pretty much in line with Matthew and Luke. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. That he gave the commission to them, the power to drive out demons, to perform exorcisms. They will speak new languages. This is uh, also obvious because they were given the power to understand. This is basically reversing the Tower of Babel. But this is basically because the church will be uh, the instrument that will revert, that will unite the nations under the cross of Christ, under the, 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 the Son of God. Um, the other, of course, we know that the Southern ministers they start speaking in tongues, but they were talking what sounds like gibberish. They want to say it's the language of angels. You know, you've heard them where they sounds like if they sound like crazy people. Okay. I don't, I don't like making fun of them, but they, I'm not, I'm not trying to, but they sound very occult like, and you see them with the snake handlers and they're claiming it's, uh, they need someone to interpret. I mean, there's some, elements in in the uh uh Paul's lang uh, Paul's letters where people were interpreting tongues speaking in tongues and I don't think it's I don't think it is exactly what we mean maybe they're speaking in some dialect and someone understands the dialect I think this has been abused as well um but then again if someone if someone can tell me I'm wrong fine I'll accept it um they will pick up serpents with their hands. They will pick up serpents with their hands. Now, 
I do believe the serpent here is referring to obviously uh, wrestling, battling the devil, the serpent from the Garden of Eden, the devil who either inhabited a, a, a creature or, but they, technically the term serpent also meant like serpent, like the dragon, because the devil is a dragon. And here, he, they will pick up serpents with their hands, meaning they will have the power over that Christ, Christ will give them the power over the devil. And then going on, and if they drink any, any deadly thing, it will not harm them. Obviously, they're referring to persecution. Um, drink, drink and eat any deadly thing, meaning they could withstand um, false, false teaching. Uh, they will, they will go against uh, false. Uh, I, I honestly believe is also could mean referring to heresy, referring to heresy of of uh, false teachings. People who try to abuse the gospel. You know, in a sense, because here the serpent, um, any deadly thing. Uh, if they drink anything, it will not harm them. They will basically deal with all kinds of supernatural attacks, supernatural attacks that would that try to uh, destroy the church and and quickly because right away they were false, they were false teachers, they were con there was constant schisms and of course they will lay hands on the sick and they they will heal they will heal and people will recover. And someone like St. Paul came along. Remember St. Paul in the island of Malta when they were shipwrecked while he was collecting firewood, helping his his the soldiers who were taking him to Rome. Uh, a serpent came out of the, the fire and it bit him, but he didn't swell up and die. And the people thought that, you know, he obviously, they thought he was a god. First, they thought he was someone who was a criminal who escaped justice. And that they thought that maybe, you know, he was, the gods were taking care of him, but they began to see that he, that he wasn't like that. They were unusual people, but this shows the apostolic commission. There's authoritative element to it, and there's also supernatural element to it. And we have to, we have to learn to tell the difference between it. Um, but also I think, uh, it shows, um, how people confused uh, what the what the apostolic commission is, you know. I was listening to something today where a, a philosophy professor, a, 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 a tomist, someone who teaches to Thomas Aquinas, the early uh, Jews, especially Jews who lived in Hellenistic lands like in Alexandria, studied Greek philosophy with Jewish teaching. We can see this in Paul because Paul obviously knew about the Hellenistic um, method of learning. Later on, uh, the church adopted um, Hellenistic uh, philosophy, uh, Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, along with, you know, with 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 the teachings of uh, of Revelation, and. This was always the method. If you uh, faith and reason, faith, 
divine revelation coming from the sacred scriptures and reason coming, you know, they adopted it along with wisdom from the scriptures. They, they, they put it all together. If you go to work, uh, become a priest, you are um, going to learn philosophy. You, you have to learn. They're going to teach you Plato. They're going to have you read Plato's Republic. They're going to have you read uh, Aristotle. They're going to have you study these, the, the, you know, the, the, sto- the Stoic, uh, stoic um, uh, philosophy. You're going to learn all these things because you have to learn how to talk with people. Some people are not always going to be familiar with the gospel. They're not always going to be familiar with the word of God. Studying the word of God alone is fine. But the word of God alone is not going to be enough. You have to learn reason. And God gave man reason. Not saying that the word of God can't do anything. But how to think comes natural first. And God gave man reasoning to be able to reason. And sometimes reason can help lead one to faith. God uses reason to lead one to faith. And the, the Reformation threw philosophy out the window. And what happened was they took a risk. When they did that, it led to the enlightenment. And, 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 and when, you know, when men throw God out the window, throw a revelation out the window, they take a risk. You're taking a risk because you're going to, you, you know, men are going to be led, tempted to be, go, go down a road that are, that's going to be contrary to, <clears throat> to faith. St. Paul was very familiar with Greek philosophy. Remember when he went out to the Athenians and he didn't use scripture right away because they weren't familiar with scripture, but he used reason. He pointed out to their own uh, tradition that they were very religious men, very religious men. They had an altar to every God, but they had one altar to the unknown God, which was very reasonable when you think about just in case they miss a God. That's how religious they were. But also he wanted to tell them, I know about this unknown God, that I know him because I worship him. To you, he's unknown. To me, he's known. And that's how he started to get them interested. And they wanted to learn. They wanted to know this. Philosophy in the West, we all inherited our philosophy, our school of thinking, thought and reason from the Greeks and Romans. It's too bad. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. It'll be nice if I learned more about it back in high school. It'll be nice if, but now in the kind of a climate that we're in, they're just going to be calling that as white misogyny, white, white supremacy. They'll call it uh, European oppression. They're going to call it. That's the kind of people they are. It's the kind of, it's the way they think unfortunately now, but that's going to, it's leading people into very bad places. You need to learn how to think. You need to learn how to reason and faith and reason is not opposed. The catechism, the Catholic church says it, faith and reason are not opposed to each other. All right. So I managed to do the St. Paul conversion in. So, uh, I'll be back again soon. There's several articles I want to share with you guys. Um, there's still more interesting stuff out there. I thought maybe it'd be nice to to do these um, scripture readings. I know some people may not be heading towards church. They might may not be going on Sundays, but soon, you know, hopefully everyone will go back to um, to mass. 
and I know it's still um, kind of tough. I mean, this environment that we're in now, we're still in the COVID world and we're now post Trump era. And, um, you know, who knows what's coming around that corner. I mean, I just don't know every day. Uh, I don't know what's, uh, what to expect with the, with this, uh, crazy world, <clears throat> but we're not alone. So let's say in our father and in a hail Mary in the name of the father, son, and Holy spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. All right, folks, God bless, and uh, we'll be back again soon. Take care. <laughs>